welcome. We are here live at our Bell Bank Home Team Podcast in our beautiful Spell Bank Pento Studio with one of the Steele brothers from Hudson, Wisconsin, in the St. Croix Valley, Mr. Ron Steele. Ron, thanks for coming in today. Yeah, thanks for having me. For those of you that don't know, the Steele brothers, and Ron is one of the Steele brothers, is a staple in the real estate community. They originated out of Hudson, and Ron was actually the one that, he was the first family member to enter in the business. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that, Ron? How that incepted, what made you get into real estate many years ago? Well, I think I was probably in my early 20s, maybe 19, 20 years old when I started. So, <laughs> about 10 years ago? Yeah, like 10 years yeah ago. five years ago, yeah. <laughs> Me too. Exactly. Actually, just it is an interesting story, just very quickly. It's just I worked for a newspaper when I was like 17, 18. I had a paper route too. And uh, I was in hand on advertising. So one of my clients was a real estate company. Oh. And he had these little signs up, little plaques on his wall that said million dollar producer. And at the time I thought he made a million dollars. So I thought if this guy can make a million dollars, I can do the same thing. I I didn't realize I was like $14,000 income. I would have never showed up there. But that's how I got started getting into the real estate business and been with a company called Realty World. Probably don't even, you guys are too young to even remember a company named Realty World. Realty World, yeah. yeah. I've heard about it. Turned it to Remax and Colo Banker, yeah. basically, okay. at that point. Yeah. That's, that's how long ago it was. And then uh, with the Dyna Realty, probably over 30 years now. For those of you listening, Ron looks like he's 25, even though he's 48. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, by the way, uh, have you been on the pec deck or the bench press lately? You look, you look like you got stung by a bee, these muscles. Are, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling inferior. any day of the week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that happens once in a while, right? Yeah. Steel Brothers, it's more than just you and Luke. You have a nice, decent-sized team, you and Luke, and it consists of Diane, Carrie... Nick, am I missing anyone? Uh, we have Amy, Amy, Christine, and Christina. Christine and Christina. Yeah, closing coordinators, marketing, transaction coordinators. So we have a whole team in place. That's so a it's a system that works out extremely well for a customer experience. You know, a lot of times people think it has to be one individual, but to get a great experience, it's good to have people that are experts in each one of those fields. You guys have a similar situation. That's what makes us a good team. Yeah, you were, we were just having a couple uh, cocktails here before the, we got on the podcast here. And you were telling us one of the big advantages that you see in having a team is you compare it to one of these one-man band type shops. You can spend 95% of your time actually looking for houses versus a lot of guys spend 95% of their time doing the paperwork. So th- I would think that that would translate to a more uh, efficient experience for the buyer. It is. When I think back in the old days when I used to do everything, yeah. get a listing, do all the paperwork, yeah. do the marketing, that ate up 75% of your day just taking care of that. Yeah. The way Luke has developed his team allows me, so Luke handles all the listings. I'm a buyer agent with Nick and Carrie and Diane. So it makes it very efficient. And then our closing coordinator. So when a buyer comes through, that's my responsibility, basically 24-7, to search and find properties for that buyer. Seriously, I would say 95% of that time is just on one mission of getting someone into a house. That's awesome. And Ron's too humble to admit this, but they have, they, I think they close the most volume in the St. Croix Valley for sure the last couple of years in a row, if not more. But every time I look or see, turn on Facebook or whatever, there's, you get, it seems like you guys have a ton of listings out there, which isn't common Luke, <laughs> in today's market. Yeah, Luke is... Um, master at marketing and developing a plan to list and sell properties. It's funny because people, all properties are selling today at a, at a price. Right. Mm-hmm. What Luke has the ability to do, so yes, they get, the property got sold, but they might have had 10 people look at it. 
the way Luke markets those properties, he gets thousands of people. If you ever looked at his websites and how he puts the videos together and the websites it goes out to, and there's a secret sauce there, I don't even know what it is, he doesn't tell me. <laughs> but it literally, he'll have thousands of people looking at that property. So if there's a chance of getting the maximum dollars as a seller, it's not a matter of just selling it, because it's gonna, in this marketplace, every property's gonna sell. It's just how do you get the most views and mm-hmm. the most exposure to a property. And that is the key difference, and it's just a fact. It's not a matter of, that's why he's the best, basically. Now, you talk about listing properties. Right now we're in a unique market where there's a shortage of listings for most people. What could someone expect as sort of a chronology or walk us through the process of listing with Steel Brothers and how you get it to, from a pending listing to a active and, and ultimately sold? Our business model has been a lot of referrals working internally, not necessarily buying leads. Mm-hmm. So we have a network of people that realize one of the values is we know the future inventory before it gets to the market. Mm. So we have, if you look at a timeline, when someone says we're thinking about listing our house, mm. the reality from that time frame to the time they actually do it could be two months, five months, could be a year. Mm-hmm. How we market and how we develop the relationship to it, we have a lot of those properties in withheld or listed within a withheld status. And then with health status, we do have the ability to show those homes. You can't market them from a compliance standpoint, but we can individually show those type of properties. So in a marketplace where there's no inventory, we have the inventory. It's amazing because I'll be sitting in open house and people come in and they'll tell me about this is the eighth home they wrote an offer on. And I asked them, I said, if I could have got you in this house two weeks ago mm-hmm. before it hit the market, would that have been helpful? And it says, of course. But yet, they go back because the whole standard philosophy is you work with the agents because when it gets to the market, your agent's going to know about it. If you're not a listing agent in this marketplace and trying to find a house for the buyer, you're at such a disadvantage just waiting for the house to show up like everyone else is. So if I'm thinking about buying a house and I'm just kind of cruising on the MLS, seeing what's out there, there's a whole batch of inventory that's not even there that you'd need someone like you to tap, be able to tap into that. Is that big, kind of- big part of it. Buyers just don't know that. So we educate the people within our own sphere, a mm-hmm. network of people, okay. because part of the goal is they let us know when other people are thinking about selling mm-hmm. because it was a value to them when they got into their house. It's a value for us to just continue that cycle of everyone sort of sharing information and keeping it within that network. Now they get to the marketplace, so in fairness, I mean, buyers have the opportunity to do it, but it's just one value we have. Especially in today's market, I know when I learned about this years ago, I'm like, ah, it was an aha moment when you realize, oh, <laughs> Ron knows a bunch of other agents, not only in his office, but in the area, and they, before things hit the market, they're all privy to what's coming before the general public. So there's lots of value in working with a high-powered agent because they find out about listings before they hit the internet nowadays, especially in today's market. <laughs> There's lots of value there for things that are coming that no one knows about. And how nice would it be wanting to list your house and you tell Ron and then Ron calls you in six weeks and says, hey, I got three buyers for you and your house isn't even listed. Well, the value of that one, so you got buyers there, plus you may go to the open markets and the market has a chance to not have buyers, but you have more buyers. So from a seller standpoint, it's the best of all worlds to make sure that what's maximizing the opportunity in this marketplace. Yeah. I think you know, a key thing, too, is there's a lot of people out there that are thinking about selling maybe this year, maybe next year, but they have to realize we've never been in a, an economy in a world right now that the chance for getting the highest dollar for a house mm-hmm. is it tough for a buyer in this market. It is, but this is just the cycle you go through. Yep. And as a seller, 
there'll be people that miss it because it could go away. I'm not anticipating that it's going to be a drastic change, but I can definitely feel it leveling right Level. now. Mm. I can't tell you statistically what's happening, but I... Mm-hmm. You can feel it. <laughs> I, I think what it is, I think, I'm just guessing, so it's not a statistic, but I, I would say a, a vast majority of the buyers are going to buy this year mm. are in the market right now. It's mm. not like a new surge of hundreds of buyers every week coming into the marketplace. Oh, I see. Right. So they've been out there, they've educated themselves, they've beat up. So instead of seeing 50 offers coming in, now you're seeing 15, which is a ton. But have you guys seen that, just sort of a leveling of the market slightly in the last maybe three weeks? Yes. Yeah, I'd agree with that for sure. Yeah. And that's just, like I said, I can't tell you that from a statistic standpoint, but that's the feel-like factor for me that the buyers that are, that are out there, a good vast majority are out there now already and been identified. We like to avoid math on our podcast, so I'm glad <laughs> you don't come with a bunch of <laughs> percentages and statistics because we'd have to pause and, and do that math. But yeah, that's really interesting. And I think it's nice to have someone with such a significant history in the business to be able to sort of forecast what's coming down the road, right? If I'm someone, because we have had people who have maybe put their search on hold because they say, well, geez, you know, I'm going to wait till things get a little less crazy. But if they've got someone like you kind of to sherpa them up the hill, maybe that'll get them a different result. The, the reality is this, when you talk about being pre-approved, just, but just being prepared. I could have 100 buyers, but the reality is 25 are in a position that they're ready to go. Mm-hmm. Now the 25, they're still looking out there. And, and you can tell people to your blue and base, you know, get pre-approved. And the buyer's timeline, when they start, they go through the education phase. Mm-hmm. And then they get beat up a little bit and they get serious mm-hmm. at some point. Part of my job is to make sure that I can just get people so they understand what's the future going to look like. So, for example, I'll put a mock offer together. So even if we're looking at a property and don't buy it, I'll go through the effort of putting an offer together to show you, okay, this is we're going to write an offer. Here's what it's going to look like. Here's the terms. Here's the contingencies. Address rehearsal. Exactly. I mean, I hate it when offers have to be accepted because people don't want inspections. It's such a risk to not have inspections done on that property. Yeah. So if a buyer is going to do that, they're going to go in with both eyes open to know they either have the finances to be able to back themselves up. Yep. But it would be miserable for a buyer to get into the property because they're forced to go in with no appraisal, no inspection, nothing, and then have a problem yeah. and then ruin their life, basically, to do that. So when you work with our team, sort of expect there's going to be that process. It's not sales pressure. It's just education. Yeah. So when the time comes, they don't blow it. because You, you can make a good decision. Yeah. yeah. I just read an article. This is in Canada, mind you, those crazy Canadians. But these people bought a house and they didn't get an inspection to find out that the house was built on a garbage dump. So oh. garbage started seeping out of the ground and to fix it was not five to 10,000, it was like 350,000. Mm-hmm. So yeah, get your inspections. <laughs> so sep- septic, you know, 15, septic, 20 grand for a septic for that kind of mistake, unless you have that kind of cash to back you up. I'd think twice about doing that just to right. get in the house. If people are patient, the market will change They'll settle down. You can't find a house now. You lose your dream house. Another dream house will show up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. there's always another. There always is. So you just got to be patient through the process. Just need the right person to find it for you, right? To find it and get you in there. There you go. Mm -hmm. Before I forget, I've had the luxury of working with you and Diane and Luke a lot, and Carrie and Nick, for that matter. But unfortunately, Diane couldn't make it today, but I feel... When your clients, our clients, go through your fingertips, they really benefit from having the two of you. Would you maybe share with our millions of listeners yeah. a little bit about Diane and who she is and what she brings to the table? Because it seems like you complement each other very well, and everyone that deals with you is 
extremely satisfied, happy, and they become your friends, essentially. Yeah, Diane's my wife and partner, business partner. Sorry, I left that part out, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, she, <laughs> Diane is Ron's lovely wife, yes. She just brings so much. She brings a class to the operation. I'm, I'm just the simple country boy. She was a city girl. Love so nice. her on the second podcast. Yeah. yeah. But she's so good at her just past life experiences and the type of homes that she's been around. So she just brings really compliments, style and interior design. And she's got a caring heart. So she's just very good at taking people and doing the right things. So smart. She, you know, she's only been in real estate for a period of just a little over a year. And unbelievable her ability to what she knows and her success it just speaks for itself I mean she sells more real estate than a lot of people have been in for 20 years 20 wow. years it's nice for any buyer or seller to be able to have a man and a woman to different schools of thought helping them out and mm-hmm. assisting so yep the whole team it's, a, it's an unbelievable group of people very unique they've been together for years mm-hmm. that's telling in itself because in oh, this yeah. business it's hard to have people stick together for years and this team has been there for forever. I give Luke and the team all the credit in the world. I mean, even when I might have introduced Luke to real estate business, it was a life sentence that's worked out well for him <laughs> uh, you know, in that, that process. But he's the man that really has brought it to the next level. We got to get Steve over to one of your happy hours. When, when, when was when's uh, the next one coming up? <laughs> At, uh, what's that? Name of that restaurant? Yeah, I'll send it. I'll get you to the extent that I don't have it in front of you. We just had a lunch there. Oh, Pier 500. Pier 500, yep. yeah. Oh, sure. The Steele brothers have a great happy hour once every few weeks over at Pier 500. So. I've never been invited, Ron. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys need to have one so we can... There we go. That, so okay, okay. Put that together. Yeah, you won't go wrong if you need great agents with the Steele brothers. How about if people wanted to get a hold of you, Diane, Luke? What's the best way someone would do that, whether it's at your website, your phone Yeah, number? you can go to Steele Brothers' website. Just connect through that. My direct line is 612-991-5710. One more time. 612-991-5710. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And I can direct it to where you need to be. For sure. Direct it from there. So, like I said, we have a whole team in place. Yeah. So Nick, Gary, everyone's there. We work as one group. We'll take care of anyone that, that comes through. Listing side, Luke does an incredible job with that. And buyer side, and I may be biased on that, but I don't think you're going to have a better experience than working with Luke's team. Yeah, no, you will not be disappointed if you need to buy or sell your house with the Steele Brothers, that's for sure. I can attest to it firsthand. Ron and I talk often on the weekends and after hours, and they're always working, and they'll, they'll work hard for you. So thanks for coming on today, Ron. Thank you, guys. I certainly appreciate you guys. Yeah. Thanks, Ron. We Fantastic. appreciate it as well. Thank you. Thank you.